Hey guys, my name is John, and you're listening to TCK Tales. Well, this is our final episode of season two. I went on a little bit longer, 12 episodes. And so I figured for this episode, I would tell you guys my story. I've, I've trickled in bits of my story in this, and I figured I would just give you guys the full rundown. Another reason I'm doing this is because this season has been my final project for my degree here at Moody Bible Institute. I'm a communications major with an emphasis in radio broadcasting and audio engineering, and I've been the station manager of XN Radio for the past year now. And so this has been my final project, my capstone, if you will. So I figured what better way to end my capstone than with me sharing a bit of my story and a bit of my musings and what I've kind of learned. So it'll just be my voice throughout the entire episode with breaks of music. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And yeah, sit tight and you'll listen to me talk about my TCK tale. was born in Nigeria, West Africa, uh, and we lived there till I was about 10 years old. You guys remember the episode with Katie and how we talk about that and our concepts of Africa. So I'm not going to rehash a lot of that, but I loved being in Africa. I loved being from Africa. I loved the fact that people would jokingly call me a white African. And I loved coming back and telling people I was from Africa. That was the thing that like made me different. It was the thing that made me special, and I loved it. And even after we moved back, that was still the thing that made me different and the thing that made me special and the thing that I just held on to, and it was my identity. It was who I was. I was the white kid from Africa. And so every day, every time I met people in the U.S., after we moved back, I would walk up to them and be like, Hi, my name's John, and I'm from Africa. What's your name? Every time. That was okay for the first year that we were in the U.S. because we were moving a lot and I wasn't seeing people and I was surrounded by a lot of MKs. We were in Florida for most of that year and we spent that in a transition program that crew has to help their missionaries kind of seek where God wants them to and gives them a little bit of space to figure out what their next steps are. So in that seeking and figuring out what God wants them to do, my parents decided to move to a very small town in North central Ohio called Mansfield, where I now call home. They bought a house. My parents got boring American jobs and we moved there and I didn't like it. I was, I was excited about the move, but then after the first like couple months and the charm wore off, I didn't, I didn't love it. A large part of me still missed Africa and I still held on to that. And then life, life got hard. And I continued to blame everything on me being not in Africa because in my mind, Africa was perfect and because hindsight's twenty twenty, and life in the U.S. was not perfect. I started to doubt my faith. I started to doubt who I was. And a lot of the stuff that happened in my life that made me really difficult were just normal growing up stuff. Junior high is difficult for anybody. That was exacerbated by the fact that I was from... A different country and so I felt kind of socially autistic and I didn't feel like I fit in or that I was doing anything special or that I had any really close friends and a lot of that was my fault but I was just very lonely and a very angry angry kid because I never 
forgave, I guess, or gave my parents permission to move. And because of that, I held on to that anger. And every bad thing that happened to me was a direct result of the move and therefore a direct result of my parents' decision. And this just kind of built and it built and it built. And it was so profound in me that the woman who I am now engaged to, who I'll talk about a little bit later, actually hated me when she first met me because of how angry and frustrated and angsty I was. She told her best friend to watch out for me because I gave her a really, really weird vibe. So this just kind of built and was internalized and expressed randomly through fits of anger and yelling. Again, my conversation with Katie, if you guys can remember that. If not, listen to it. It's great. It's called Am I an MK? Shameless plug. And that all kind of dissipated at the end of my sophomore year. And the reason was I went on a project with MK to MK. And in that project, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about me. And I got to experience what I hope some of you guys listening to this podcast have experienced. And this trip was actually the inception for this podcast, though I didn't know it quite yet. Uh, There were leaders on the project who told their stories and other MKs who told their stories. And I got to hear what it was like for people like Josh Schumacher and Katia Green and other people who you've heard, well, those are the two people who you would have heard, but other people talk about what it's like to be in the U.S. and what it's like to not be in the U.S. And I guess I realized in that moment that, like, life wouldn't have been perfect in Africa. And also, it's okay for me not to fit in. It's okay for me not to not to know pop culture. Like, I'm not alone in that. I feel socially autistic because I wasn't there when things happened, and that's okay because I've had incredible life experiences that other people haven't. In addition to that, I felt alone because I wasn't letting myself become friends with people. I realized during that project that I had had a different close friend group every year since we moved to Ohio. So that's it's all of fifth grade. I had one close friendship. All of sixth grade, I had another close friend group. All of seventh grade, I had another close friend group. All of eighth grade, I had another close friend group. And all of ninth grade, I had another close friend group. All of 10th grade, I had another close friend group. And I went to a very small school, so they all overlapped. But if you just look at the people who were invited to my birthday party year after year after year, it was different. And basically what I would do is I would invite people in, get really, really close to them, and then be like, no, you're out of my life now. And then I would invite another person in and get really, really close to them and be like, no, you're out of my life now. At that time, a lot of my life was, yeah, I used to be friends with them. Yeah, I used to be friends with them. Yeah, I used to be friends with them. And I had no people. I had no body really to be in my life and to be there for me and to be there with me. It was just a bunch of people that I used to be friends with. So in that moment and on that trip, I decided to change. And I picked a select group of people, four in fact, and I made sure to mentally note that these will be the people that I'm going to remain friends with for the rest of my life. These will become my community. And I actively put time into those relationships. And and those are the people who I'm, a few of the people I'm having stand with me at my wedding. That was the moment that I decided and I chose to do that. And that, that trip was where the conception of what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be all kind of got formed. That was a very, very, very informative summer for me. So informative, in fact, that after that summer, after I'd gone through a lot of that healing and that transformation and that self-reflection, that was when um, my fiancé started liking me and tolerating me, and that was the turning point in our relationship that led to where we are now. And I'll talk about that after the break.
This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Mukapa, specifically the MBI chapter of Mukapa. It has been a wonderful relationship with them, and they are doing amazing things. For all the information, please email them at mbimukapa at gmail.com or check out the Facebook group, one of which I am a part of. It is mbimukapa at facebook.com. Ask to join and join the conversation. Tell them I sent you. It'll be great. It's fantastic. They're a fantastic organization. Thank you to them for all that they have done for me this semester and allowing me to kind of use them as people and as guests as I have worked hard through season two. If you guys have enjoyed season two and season one and all the podcasts I've been doing, you can tell me that you've enjoyed that by reviews, but you can also tell me that you've enjoyed it by giving me money. I don't love asking for money and this has been a new option that I'm trying to do because I want very much want this to become a career and a thing that I can do because I love doing it. The only downside is I need money to work and to live. And so I need to get a job and I would love for this to be my job, but I need to pay the bills. So right now that's not happening. If you would love for me to do more with this podcast, I'm going to need your help to do that. I by no means want you guys to pay anything for this podcast, but any little bit helps. I have a few people who are already paying and for those people, I'm not going to name you guys right here because I don't believe in that, but you guys know who you are, and I am deeply grateful for that. Uh, if you want to know how to become a monthly subscriber to this podcast, the link is in the show notes. Any little bit could really help me out. And thank you guys. Without further ado, I'll be back in like a minute, less than a minute, with more music. that really played a part into my transformation and my critical thinking and my view of culture as I've kind of gone through my life. I kind of gave you guys my short testimony in the first half of the show. But one thing that really gave me that profound influence was the fact that my parents adopted my two siblings from Ethiopia. That happened when I was 13. So, And that was a lot of what caused a lot of the angst and a lot of the frustration because adoption is beautiful, but adoption is hard. And it is difficult. And the hardness of adoption is what makes it such a profound example of the gospel. And yeah, it is just incredible, but it's also incredibly difficult. And I don't think, much like missionaries and missionary kids, the dark side, the hard side of adoption is not talked about as much. It was really difficult those first couple years. Bringing new people into your family, people who've been through unspeakable things is never easy. But as a result of that, I've gained a new perspective of culture and of life because I now have people that I love and who love me that live a very different experience than I do. And through my relationships with my siblings, I have learned what it's like to be black in the U.S. And a lot of my conceptions that I had about race have been challenged. And my view of African versus African-American has been something that has changed a lot and has caused me to do, and they have caused me to do a lot of research and a lot of thought into it. And so that's why I wanted to have John C. on the show to talk about that because that is something that is not discussed very often at all. Race, period, is not discussed by people who are kind of in my tribe, by white people. But in addition to that, like interracial adoption is not discussed. And 
the hardships and the joys that could come from that. So that was my experience with my siblings. It really changed me and it grew me in ways that I never thought I thought I would or I could. And it continues to grow me. Watching them and watching them come into our lives and face a lot of these same issues that I face, but from a different perspective, really helped me, helped grow my understanding of culture, my understanding of identity, and my understanding of home. And that's kind of the theme I'm trying to draw out through this entire podcast is as my concept of home has kind of grown and expanded and my concept of identity has kind of grown and expanded. So if you're tracking with me, as we kind of go through my life story, I born in Africa as a white person, lived there, loved it, moved to the U.S. as a white person, didn't really love it, but, you know, it was a thing, did lots of movement then to non-white people coming to our family, and I kind of realized that, and I have never felt uncomfortable being surrounded by Africans and by African Americans like many white people would. I've just always felt culturally attracted to and culturally had felt a cultural affinity to those who look different than me. And I, in my experience with my siblings, showed me that aspect of it, because that was one thing that we shared in common was our love for Africa and our love for people. And the house was is decorated in African garments and African masks and African statues and African rugs and snakeskins. And uh, my house is amazing and I love it. And another thing that really made that profound is the person who I ended up asking to marry me, my now fiance, Pierity Kamani. She is a Kenyan national, and I would love to have her on the podcast at some point. She's a Kenyan national who we actually moved to the U.S. at the same time, which is super cool. But I never, I don't know, being in an interracial relationship has also changed my view on identity and culture significantly because I've had to do a lot of research. But also something that's been very profound is people's reactions to me. I remember I had a roommate when I was staying in Thailand, who was just blown away with the fact that I grew up in Africa, spent my time around Africans, and now I'm dating an African. And he was just like, oh, that makes total sense. And in talking with John C., like, the culture you grew up in is the culture you're attracted to. And I guess I never, like, pictured myself with a specific race of person growing up, but the fact that she happened to be African was never part of the question. It was never something I realized, and it's something I had to think through. Because when that roommate made a big deal about it, I was like, that's like low-key racist. Like, no, she's just, I like her for who she is, not for her skin color. But there is like an ease that I have with her that I don't have with other people. I can talk about how much I miss Africa, and she gets it. I can talk about food, and she gets it. I can talk about clothing, and she gets it. And And so all of this is kind of happening, and then I go off to school, and I'm realizing this, and I'm learning this, and I move off to Moody, and I meet more and more MKs, and I get to know them, and I get to understand them, and I realize how how full and how rich and how moldable culture is, and I start learning how to do things, and how to do things with audio, and how to talk, and I learn how to do a podcast, and all of this kind of culminates in that first season of TCK Tales. It came out as a project for another class that I was doing and I just realized the importance of it this there isn't much like this happening outside of this podcast and yeah it's been so great interviewing all these people I'm collecting a lot I've been collecting a lot of audio for next semester as well so just hearing all of those stories and all the stories you guys have heard it's been cool learning what is important to people and what's important about people's experience because every TCK experience is different. My experience is very different than many other people's and 
they have such incredible stories. My biggest takeaway from this experience of hosting and recording and producing TCK Tales is that home is a theological concept and God wants us to be home. God has created in man a desire for roots. A professor of mine said something this semester that has kind of been sticking with me as I've been going through this podcast. Wandering is never associated with blessing. And roots and stability has always been associated with blessing in the Bible. And it's been incredibly important. And I think a lot of the issues that we have talked about through these past two seasons are a direct result of being in conflict with that stability and with that root. At the same time, though, God is still good and amazing things come from not having that. The the culture, the cultural appreciation that many MKs have, the perspective of the world that many MKs have that a lot of people don't. And one thing I've learned is the kids, the MKs who have a very profound experience and have a very good MK experience are those whose parents have cultivated a sense of roots and a sense of home as much as possible. And there's been a sense of stability. Um, looking back at Caleb as one very specific individual who kind of had a very, very meaningful and very positive TCK experience. Also looking at Katya. And she went through her her case of troubles, but her her family is stable and she's had a fantastic experience. And I think there's just, I don't, I don't know. This is going to feel a little bit like James's episode, but there's something to stability and there's something to roots that I think is built into the image of God in all of us. I've loved, I love Africa and I love Nigeria. Nigeria will always be a home and I will always identify as a Nigerian. But my home is where my family has been for the past 12 years. My home is the stable, the stableness of my parents who have been together for 27 years. And my home is the woman that I love. Relational stability, geographical stability, that is home. The old adage, home is where the heart is, is very accurate because I think, I think God wants us to be home, to be at home with people who we love and who are like us. Yeah. So we have a need for stability that's built into the Imago Dei. And that need for stability can be geographical. It can be, it's most often though relational. And those relationships are definitely made stronger by a geographical thing. But I think that's something you can hear from all of, from everyone's stories this season has been their identity is where they are and who they're, it's not where they are, but it's who they're with. And their home is not who they are, but it's who they're with. Season 2 of TCK Tales. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back in a little over a month. Uh, wait till I'm moving back to Ohio at the end of this semester. So there'll be a lot of transition and a lot of things going on. Uh, so I'll wait till things kind of settle down with job and with wedding planning and moving home to then start back up again. But I, we, I do hope to be up soon, back up soon with Season 3. So keep on the lookout for that. Until then, tell your friends, 
tell them to listen, tell them to subscribe, tell them to catch up on all the other episodes that they have missed throughout the podcast, all the ones that I've referenced. And yeah, thank you guys so much. I'd like to thank Benson Buddies for the amazing soundtrack that has been uh, such a blessing to me as we've been using this. Thank you to XN Podcast Network for allowing us to be a part of their show showcase. Check out more shows on the XN Podcast Network at xnradio.cc. And until next time, guys, thank you. And this has been TCK Tales. Tales.